0: This is an announcement. The following transmission may contain mature content and language. The information provided within, while researched, is from non-experts. Listener discretion is
1: advised. Well, just what is your business, monster all you monsters out there and welcome to the otter limits the show dedicated ish to weird true crime and paranormal occurrences whoa,
2: whoa, whoa.
0: greetings and salutations yes why
1: because you wouldn't let me say what up
0: well of course i wouldn't let you say what up so you go to greetings and salutations
1: hey i'm from the hood yo i can say what up if i want what hood <laughs> the Hood of my car no just kidding <laughs>
0: And your hoodie doesn't count either.
1: (laughs) That would have been a way better joke than the head of my car.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. um, Okay. So welcome to our fourth episode.
1: This episode is going to be all about UFOs. So thank you for joining us for some UFO sightings.
0: Yeah. And we're titling it, It's Never Aliens Until It Is. Spooky. It's,
3: It's always aliens.
0: Well, yeah. Well, of course you think that.
3: Because it's true.
0: Uh, We'll see. We'll see. All right. So, as you know, I am Ty, and this is Z. Hello. And once again on this episode, we have Cam, who's decided to commit to torture one more time
3: it's good to be back
0: yeah so he says
1: we haven't made him disappear quite yet we're gonna keep him around for a little while longer just to get through this one episode before we abduct him just like the aliens would
3: okay if you're gonna make me disappear i have to be on the resurgence of the disappearing topic
1: okay you just like reappear one day
3: yeah no i'm gonna be the host (laughs) (laughs) to tell the story about my own disappearance
1: there you go We're creating personal experiences. Yeah. Hmm.
0: No, no, we're really not. Please don't call the FBI on us. He's fine. He's going to be fine. Right, Cam? You're fine.
1: You're fine, right? (laughs) Yeah. Look,
0: look, as long as this podcast continues, Cam's going to be fine. So please let this podcast continue for Cam's sake.
1: (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) Pluckfest.
0: Hashtag keep Cam alive.
1: Save Cam.
3: <laughs> this is the Save Cam drive. I like that. Uh, hashtag Save Cam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right then. Um. Crap. <laughs> the,
1: the the brain farts are strong today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's all just lose our train of thought. Because, I mean, I'm definitely going to splice. Maybe
1: it's the aliens. Like, they don't want us talking about them, so they're just making us slowly forget.
0: No, no, the aliens wouldn't care. It's the CIA.
1: It's true. Maybe we should all get our tinfoil hats on.
0: Ooh, I have some tinfoil.
1: I want to make mine into a unicorn horn. That would be fantastic.
0: Hmm. This will be our tinfoil hat
3: episode. <laughs> I had mine permanently implanted.
1: Is so it just like just under the hair? Yes. Or is it your hair?
3: Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't think he's allowed to give details. Yes. Otherwise, it might reveal a source.
1: (gasps) The shifty (laughs) eyes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So as our episode format always goes.
1: Oh, sorry. (laughs) I just remembered that I wanted to say a little anecdote about my mom's reaction to our episode zero. I really wanted to tell you guys this on the podcast. Because I found it kind of hilarious. But I know both of you, obviously, Ty has listened to episode zero. But Cam has also listened to episode zero because he's our number one fan. Ooh, yeah, we
3: have a fan! <laughs>
1: Just one. <laughs> Me. So in episode zero, I kind of talk about one of my very first paranormal experiences. When my mom listened to the episode, she absolutely loved it. She thought it was great. She says she was really intrigued by the stories and stuff like that. Aww. But... um. She also very pointedly asked me why I never told her about that stuff happening. And, you know, I was like, well, you know, I I was a kid. Like, I kind of just figured that no one would believe me because, I mean, I everyone would probably just say I was dreaming. She goes, yeah. She goes, I guess so. She goes, I suppose if you would have told me at that time, I probably would have been like, it's fine. You were probably just sleeping. You're probably just dreaming it up. What have you. But then she like paused for a second. And then, like, made direct eye contact and went, was this before or after you were baptized? (laughs) 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 Which is quite possibly the most adorable catholic mexican mom reaction that could happen
3: oh <laughs> indeed. It, it it is
1: <laughs> oh god it that sounds so, so like cute. your mom too and i started busting up laughing and then she looks at me she kind of got a little mad at me she's like don't laugh i'm serious like i'm so sorry i just can't help it i didn't expect you to ask me that
0: <laughs> right
1: like i'm pretty sure it was after because this was when i was fairly young but i'm pretty sure i'd already gone through baptism at this point she goes well that's what why we get you guys baptized when you're young so that way you don't have to go through stuff like that and it keeps the bad spirits away i'm like oh well apparently it didn't work but <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
3: so to be honest with you i was expecting that to get i was expecting that to go a different way that it was your mom that fell down the
1: stairs to be like yeah that was totally me
0: oh that was your mom okay yeah hmm. no
1: no that was been like immediately like oh my god are you okay (laughs) like but um nope she just really wanted to know if i had been baptized at that point or not just in case (laughs)
0: okay so she wasn't worried about the fact that there's a ghost living in that house no
1: like she said that she's never had anything creepy happen to her like ever like in that house or in the house that she's in now nothing like that um but anyway let's go ahead and get into some more of the history and all that jazz
0: yeah All right, so this week I am definitely doing the backstory on all of this. So what I wanted to start you guys out with was the actual definition of a UFO as provided by the U.S. military. A UFO is an abbreviation for an unidentified flying object. The USAF defines a UFO as anything that relates to any airborne object which by performance, aerodynamic characteristics, or unusual features does not conform to any presently known aircraft or missile type or which cannot be identified as a familiar object.
1: You're going to have to dumb that down a little bit for me because I 100% stop paying attention about midway through.
3: It's something flying through the air and it doesn't act like a helicopter, an airplane, a hot air balloon, or a glider.
1: Uh... Okay, that makes sense. I literally was like, I glazed over. There was a lot of words happening. Okay, and
0: and the other part of that is, or it is something that isn't. So it's
1: not a bird, it's not a plane, it's not Superman, so obviously it's something that's a UFO.
0: Yep, it's literally unidentified. Yeah. Because we have no identification for
1: it. So, i.e., an identified flying object does not equal aliens necessarily, so much as it means that it's unidentified and not something that they have any record of. Um. Something known being in the air at the time. Right.
0: right. Okay, so there there are actually a couple cases of something being labeled as an unidentified flying object until they finally got the records and figured out exactly what it was and then it got reclassified under what it was.
1: Oh, it actually was a weather balloon this time.
0: Yeah, weather balloon or... A,
3: blip, a random blip on the radar that comes in and disappears because it's something traveling fast or...
1: So that's pretty much what they're trying to do now with that case that just got let out in the news about the um Air Force pilots or something like that. They're, yeah, the Air Force pilot cameras. Their head cams were finally released and they got to talk a little bit about like some stuff got declassified for them to talk about, mm-hmm. but they're still unable to identify exactly what it was that they were seeing on their radars and what the pilots actually saw with their own eyes. Um, Because some of the descriptions are super crazy and I'm sure that will probably get into that case at some point on this podcast but super interesting stuff
3: i'll have to look into it
0: yeah. and we'll probably have to bring you on if we do talk about that sure because you are alien resident expert
1: sweet <laughs> cam's every dream was just realized right now indeed
0: <laughs> and yeah so but that is the definition of a ufo and sometimes like that even means drones oh yeah it's like people flying unlicensed drones in an area, and they're large enough to show up on a radar. Then, you know, they're it gets labeled as unidentified until they, you know, find the guy who was flying his drone and goes, hey, here's your ticket. Quit flying in this space, you asshole. Fair enough. Yeah, That's not a visit from the Air Force that I think you ever want.
3: No. Well, you, they send the FAA. Not, well, I mean, if you get a visit from the Air Force, you've screwed around and... Yeah.
0: It will, if you're flying close enough to a base, or you're picked up by their radar, yeah, you will get a visit from the Air Force. Yeah, because that is their regulation space. I
1: right. kind of wonder if it's the actual Air Force, or if it's another sect of the government that does the checkups on people that are part of certain like groups. Because you right. know, like sometimes like, they'll do like flybys right. with like their helicopters, like unmarked helicopters that'll kind of fly by a residence that is on like a list, essentially. Okay, so for example, when I was doing the research for our sleep paralysis episode, yeah. there is a um, an author. Um, I can't remember her name offhand, but she's the one that coined the term shadow people and hat man. She's the one that first kind of came out with that particular terminology for those entities. And she also talks a lot in her books about um, UFOs because she's had her own personal sightings and personal encounters with um, aliens themselves, but she said that uh, when she f- first had an encounter with a UFO, um, a friend of hers told her about a support, kind of like a support group, almost for people that have seen UFOs before. Okay, and so she went to this uh, group and started like talking and participating in this group. And I guess not long after she joined this group, she then had an unmarked helicopter flying around her house while she was outside doing yard work. And she ended up going inside, and I guess her roommate came home and was like, "What's going on? That we have a helicopter flying around outside." She's like, "I have no idea," uh, but apparently it was something that she had heard about a lot from people that were in the group that had happened to them as well. Hmm. Super strange.
3: That, um, that is weird. That's probably that's like shadow government. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if it's because
1: she was on that list or if she because she reported seeing a UFO because she did call the cops when she saw it.
0: Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, we're we're getting into uh, men in suits, men in black yeah. area.
1: Yeah, super super weird stuff. I was listening to her talk about it on a, uh, another podcast, and I was like, wow, that's super interesting. If indeed it is true, so apparently she did have some lady from the census bureau just randomly show up and say that she was selected for some more in depth questions for the census. What? Yeah, super weird. She started asking all these very strange questions that made no sense and like insisted on coming inside and then also one by one talking to each of her roommates. Okay. And then later she had gotten a brand new phone and this lady had somehow already gotten a hold of her information. Like she hadn't even given it out to anyone yet and called her and insisted that they meet up again to ask her more questions. And she told her that she didn't want to participate, and she just like hung up on her and blocked the number. Wow. Yeah, super, super, super strange. Like I guess like there was also people that showed up at her parents' house and talked to them.
0: So. Okay, that that's creepy. Yeah. And
1: what? Right. I mean, if true, super, super crazy story.
0: Oh well. Now also the paranoid part of me is going, who did?
1: <laughs> it's
0: the government. Who knows if it's the government?
3: It, it's the government. It's it's aliens in the government.
1: Them lizard people. Y'all.
3: Let's hope that hey. doesn't happen to us.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed that releasing this episode doesn't somehow put us on a list. Just
3: just send them my way. Uh-huh. I'll take care of
1: them. I guess. Yeah, Cam, you were in the military, so.
3: I, I mean that that has no clout with anything, but <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I, I don't want that visit. Yeah, no, I no, really... it's
3: it's it's not a visit. Any, anybody.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't want the MP showing up at my door.
1: So uh. if we just randomly disappear, guys, you'll know why.
0: No, uh, actually, guess... no. No one will know why. <laughs> we'll just we'll just have disappeared, and we'll have uh, four episodes up, and that's all they'll know of us.
3: Well, um. <laughs> It's a said hypothetical future.
1: <laughs> well,
0: realities. Yeah. <sighs> all right, so. Um getting so back. back. <laughs> getting back into uh the what I wanted to tell you guys a little bit here. I want to get into some of the history of UFO sightings and some of the more historical references for stories on UFO sightings.
2: Okay.
0: Most people equate UFOs and aliens together, but that's actually kind of a recent construct. So when you try looking for like ancient descriptions of UFOs. They're not necessarily, they're not going to say aliens, they're just going to say like foreigners or people from a different land, that kind of thing. Angels, demons, yeah. gods. It, it did tend to get sucked more into mythology rather than, you know, aliens.
1: Mm. With the, you know, advent of ancient aliens, that's changed a little bit.
0: Well, yeah. And also um, with the growing... Popularity. Uh Popularity maybe, but more on non-secularism of people. Then we're not as, like, we are a little bit more scientifically aware. We look for... Rational explanations first, rather than mystical or uh, divine. Ha! Trying to find the right word. Divine. Divine origins for situations. So that probably cut down on a lot of the mysticism about it. So, like, um, there were a couple scholars and researchers who seem to think that the star of Bethlehem. As one of the more earlier kind of UFO things was it might have actually just been the merging of the light from uh, Jupiter and Saturn, Hmm. which occurred right around the historical Jesus's birth.
1: Oh, that's kind of cool. So just like a random solar event that that led to the three wise men.
0: That led to that whole mythology. The light from Jupiter and the light from Saturn would have been very close together. So in the evening and mornings when those were really close to the horizon it would have appeared twice as bright because it's both of those lights kind of lensing together through our atmosphere. Right.
3: I've heard uh, speculations that there was also a comet in the sky around the time they suspect the historical Jesus to have been born. That could have been the, you know, the star. Right.
0: Could have been the, like, there are a couple of things. But those are, again, technically UFOs because at the time they were unidentified and they were in the sky and they were objects.
2: Yeah.
1: Fair. Yeah. I just got like a mental image of Jesus flying in on a comet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We've
1: unearthed the truth, guys.
3: We did it.
0: Jesus came in on a meteor.
1: Just ride it in.
0: Riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex.
3: Did you guys see the meme recently of, it was like a little cartoon of a comet with a hat on that said Dino Land or Dino World. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that was <laughs> like, awful. was,
1: super excited about seeing <laughs> the dinosaurs. i to see some
3: dinosaurs!
1: Oh. That actually yeah. did hit me a little bit in the feels. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh well, my heart.
0: Right? Okay. Getting into the historical s- accounts, as historian Josephus wrote around f- 65 AD about a fantastical sighting over Judea. On the 21st of the month of artissimum there appeared a miraculous phenomenon passing brief indeed what i am about to relate would i imagine have been deemed a fable were it not for narratives of eyewitnesses and the subsequent calamities which deserve to be so signalized for before the sunset throughout all parts of the country chariots were seen in the air and armed battalions hurtling through the clouds and encompassing the cities
3: an unidentified flying army. Essentially.
0: gets better. In the 9th century Latin manuscript, the Archbishop of Lyons complained about the French peasantry, insistent belief in a certain region called Magonia from whence come ships in the clouds. The occupants of these vessels carry back to that region those fruits of the earth which are destroyed by hail and tempest. The sailors paying rewards to the storm wizards... And keep and themselves receiving corn and other produce. So
1: basically, they thought that there were ships that brought them food.
0: Well, uh, essentially, they were saying that they came from the clouds because all of their f- food stuff would get destroyed by the hail and everything that's stored inside the clouds. Which was a belief at the time that the clouds held all of that and then released it.
3: They were cloud pirates. Essentially, yeah, destroy the food to come and steal it. Well, no, no,
0: no, uh, they were basically cloud dwellers. That's that's a new way to think about it. But that that was just something that the Archbishop of Lyons wrote and complained about with the French peasantry.
3: Damn
1: peasants constantly believing in beings in the sky, destroying everything.
0: Right. And then again, in 1211
3: AD or... It's a good year. CE. Sorry. 1211
0: CE, because I... Would prefer to stick to the more scientific nomenclature rather than the uh, Christian nomenclature. Keep it inclusive. Anyways, so in uh, 1211 CE, Gervais of Tilbury, an English chronicler of historical events and curiosities, recorded this bizarre story. It befell that an anchor was dropped from the sky with a rope attached to it and one of the flukes caught on the arch above the church door. The people rushed out of the church and saw in the sky a ship with men on board, floating before the anchor cable, and then they saw a man leap overboard and jump down to the anchor as if to release it. He looked as if he were swimming in the water. The folk rushed up and tried to seize him, but the bishop forbade people to hold the man, for it might kill him. The, The man was freed and hurried up to the ship, where the crew cut the rope, and the ship sailed out of sight." But the anchor is in the church and has been there ever since.
1: So, again, sky pirates.
0: Yeah. Not necessarily pirates. They may not be here to raid and pillage. Don't give me that look.
1: Sky pirates. <sighs>
0: so Those were some historical references to UFOs and strangeness in the sky.
1: I refuse to not believe that they are not sky pirates. Mostly because I really want to believe that somewhere out there, the treasure planet Movie is real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of the more underrated Disney movies.
1: I had such a big crush on the main character of that movie. I can't remember his name. Flynn? Might have been Flynn.
0: Yeah, I think it was Flynn.
3: Yeah, that was was a
1: really underrated movie. so hot for a cartoon. I'm just saying. All the cartoon crushes. Did you have a cartoon crush, Cam?
3: Not one that I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Okay, so moving on from the history, I wanted to walk through a little bit of the debunking methods so how things generally tend to get debunked in some of the more interesting debunks. <clears throat> Hello, puberty. Um, some of the more ah, interesting debunks.
1: There, there's the other ball.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen that one in five years. It just went up and head. I finally dropped again. <laughs> how you going there, little buddy? Welcome back to the party. <laughs> I, I might be giving Cam some terrible flashbacks <laughs> with the accent. And
3: <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> Nail on
0: the head. Okay, so it's just like, I could definitely tell we hit our flow because now we're just like joking, bringing up random crap. And
1: I mean, I feel like we come up with our best stuff when we go off the rails. Which so it's true.
0: Apparently, our flow is just off the rails. Yeah, not
3: talking about the topic on hand.
0: Yeah, essentially, we should probably do that. Oh. <laughs> okay, so uh, I wanted to talk about a little bit about some of the, like the NASA footage where people have a lot of claim for UFOs. And so there was a NASA operator who has a lot of experience with space travel and doing all this stuff. He went through and debunked a lot of UFO videos from NASA mm. to basically explain what they are. So one of the major things that it was why people tend to freak out is that they don't know how things actually move in a vacuum. So we work fine when we're dealing with stuff like on Earth because we know how things move. We've watched those the whole time. We know how paint flakes when it comes off of like a water tower when we're looking at it in the distance. We know it falls and does that. But in space, we we don't know how that works. So it can just kind of flake off and just float there. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, And then there's also another thing known as twilight shadowing, where the spacecraft gets into the right position in relation to the sun and casts a shadow on those objects. As they kind of float around with their own momentum, they kind of appear and disappear through the camera lens because there's no sunlight shining on it. But once the sun shines on it, it gets a reflection and you can see it on camera. So it just kind of seems to wink. And essentially, yeah. a lot of those videos are essentially space dandruff.
3: Yeah, it's the, it's the
1: ship shedding.
0: Or, especially in our Earth's orbit, just random debris that's out there dust, fragments, yeah. meter fragments, anything oh, like kinda
1: that. It's kind of reminding me a little bit of like the when we put our flag on the moon. A right. lot of people were talking about like, oh, like it can't be real because this, that, and the other. And then someone from NASA was just like, no, like you're not just, you're just not understanding how things look in space. <laughs> they don't look. The same.
0: <laughs> okay, so for all of you who believe the moon landing is a conspiracy, we mean no offense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still real.
0: <laughs> just just okay, let's just offend a, a segment of our
3: possible I'm kid- audience. I'm kidding. I love you guys.
1: <laughs> it's, oh, I mean, we just you can believe what you want to believe, but it's totally real.
3: <sighs> okay.
0: So please, please don't leave angry comments about it and, and...
1: please no emails. <laughs> Oh,
0: we're probably going to get them. Anyways, going further there, I just also want to kind of talk about the common ways that UFO videos are debunked. So a lot of the methodology that's used behind it. So essentially the first thing that they do with any UFO video is that they will immediately check if there are any listed flights or planned experiments or anything that they could reasonably identify what the object is before you know truly categorizing it as a ufo right so they go through all of that data so that's why and that that's the other thing is that um uh, there's a lot of stigma in the military about you know reporting ufos but for the most part they do want that to be reported simply because it can help them identify something maybe going wrong yeah so that's
1: like, a good point i mean especially if it's something that is not on any sort of plans mm-hmm. you know if they're There was something that was going on that they they didn't have any record of at all. Then I'm sure that they're going to want to know that because that could mean that it could possibly be, you know, enemy people or things uh, like that.
0: And one of the other things that helps discover is like malfunctions in aircraft. So if like a Cessna is going down because they have a really small profile that some they do tend to fall off radar. So if you see like a UFO flying through the sky and you report it, you could actually help them locate the pilot of that Cessna after they've been through an accident. So they do want it to be reported so that they can identify things or like if an experiment goes awry and they're testing some new launch mechanism for a rocket and it goes terribly off course, it can help them salvage the debris and help save data from that experiment. So they do want reports of unidentified flying objects.
3: Yeah.
0: And especially in the military, because you know people on base see a lot more experimentation from the military. Mm-hmm. So they they can help identify where anything has any debris has fallen or if any pilots in danger and for whatever reason they they can't find them reports of UFOs can help track that down. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's a little bit of a sidebar, but that's one of the ways that they debunk those videos. Is they go well, we know that your this video is taking place you know five miles away from an airport. Let's check the airport to see if there weren't any planes or. St- experimental aircraft going up right so i mean so that's the first way and that's how a large percentage of ufo videos do get debunked and so like no, we, we know what that was here's the flight path and here's the re- flight recorder for all of that stuff and then if for whatever reason that doesn't work then they end up getting into wave spectrum analysis where they kind of compare those two and say it was like well it, is it terrestrial in origin essentially do we have a light source on earth that we know makes that kind of light And if for whatever reason, it could be the quality of the video is low or something's weird going on in the encoding that it doesn't match up. The last final step that they typically do is that they do a frame by frame analysis to basically track the movement of the object and relate it to objects in frame. So that way, like if there's like a tree or a light post in the background, they can kind of triangulate through some trigonometry. Basically, they could figure out where that object is in position in the space. Because what's really funny is there's been a, a percentage of UFO videos that ended up being dust on the camera lens. Mm-hmm. So,
1: no, it's the same thing with paranormal videos. There's a lot of times people are like, oh, that's 100% of dust mite. That's just kind of hanging out on camera.
0: Yeah. Or just hanging out in, in the air and you're just the catching light. Catching it. Right? Yeah. So, but yeah, that but that was one of the funnier things. It was like, holy crap. <laughs> I was like, I have a UFO. I was like, oh, eh, well, well, clean your lens. It's just a little cheese on the lens. <laughs> Whoops. And so, yeah, so that that is the typical ways that they tend to debunk UFO videos. And that's kind of the process behind it.
1: it sounds about right. I mean, going back to what you're saying about, like, sometimes the quality is kind of low. That's something that's always... <laughs> Sort of bugged me. I feel like anytime any of this stuff happens, like no one at all in the vicinity has a decent camera. <laughs> like every single video you see, even like news feed, it's always just like shitty, grainy quality. <laughs> like yeah. I have, do none of you have a an HD camera on you? Like <laughs> I understand it more when it's like back in the day, you know. But nowadays, like everyone, you literally have like a pretty decent camera in your pocket. <laughs> I think a lot
3: of that has to do with you're so shocked from the initial moment of it that you don't even think about, oh, I need to take out my phone and record this.
1: Well, people do take out their phone and record it, but it's always the person that has like an old flip phone from oh. 1997, like, people.
3: <laughs> yeah, because he's too busy being paranoid to afford a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I
1: knew I was right.
0: Oh, I've been waiting 10 years for this.
1: The the quality's bad because the tin hat is just affecting the reception me, me. enough. There we go. There
0: <laughs> go. There's a reason. Um, there you go. Okay. Well, uh, but that is essentially my piece of this show, my history and a little bit of the science going on around the UFO sightings. And I will leave you with this last little tidbit before I give up the floor. Remember, it's never aliens until it is.
3: It's always aliens.
1: (laughs) It's always going to be Cam's answer. (laughs) Aliens. Just immediately aliens. Aliens. (laughs) Crazy hair and all. Okay, well, I guess now it is time for our Hand of Truth corner.
0: Uh, Are we actually calling it the Hand of Truth?
1: I totally want to call it the hand of truth because I love that name so much. Okay, I guess from
0: this point forward,
1: hand of truth corner.
3: Hand of truth, hand of truth.
1: You sound kind of like the the um, cave of wonders.
0: <laughs> no, that's a different voice.
1: <laughs> Only the diamond in the rough. That was surprisingly good. <laughs>
3: That was pretty good. I'll get you next time, gadget.
1: Next time. <laughs> I've heard you do that voice. <laughs> anyway, um, so for our hand of truth, fact, I have a fun little tidbit here for y'all. McDonald's calls frequent buyers of their food heavy users.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God!
1: Isn't that terrible?
3: That's too fitting. Wait, is that a fat joke?
1: It might be. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I went instantly to like drug reference. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I think it's a drug reference. I
3: I went there too, but at the same time, I'm heavy. (laughs) Do you
2: eat a lot of
1: McDonald's?
3: (laughs) Uh, uh, No, not particularly, but people who, I'm sure people who eat more than most are probably a little heavier than most.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I'm sorry, like heavy users. <laughs> oh God, that is a PR nightmare. Yeah,
1: yeah. seriously though.
0: I like, either either way, if it's a fat reference, it's a fat joke, or it's a you know drug usage joke.
1: Either any direction you go with this, not not a great light. No, yeah,
0: no, no, it's bad. And
1: I did like because I, I I found when I found this in the article that I found it in, which I think was on Ranker or something like that, I ended up googling it just to make sure to verify there were several places that said that they call their frequent buyers heavy users
0: wow do you know when this happened
1: not sure i didn't really see anything on it. it was just like a weird like fact okay. that they put up so i mean this might not be a fact at all for all i know it might be just like rumor but i saw a lot of places that had written well, it no, as fact
0: actually i i don't doubt it was a fact um i was just wondering about when because this m- may not even be the way they refer to their frequent customers as that because um and- because there was, I can't remember. It was early two thousands, I think. There, McDonald's got caught in a lot of scandals because a lot of stuff got public.
3: I think that was m- mid, late two thousand,
0: something like that. It it's,
3: was. It's it's been a little more
0: recent. It was in the two thousands.
3: Yeah, because then they cause that's basically when they launched their their whole ad campaign for one hundred percent beef and
0: yeah, because uh, it might be a reference to back then. So in fairness to McDonald's. They probably don't refer to their frequent customers in that way anymore.
3: Or they do.
1: It could have been too just like one employee happened to say it in front of the wrong person.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but whatever reason, like it, again, it may not be the case now. It may be the case, we don't know. We we don't we're not high up in McDonald's food chains, so
1: <laughs> food chain. <laughs> Let <him Hey>. bump.
2: <laughs>
0: I like that one. Wait. wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we don't know the truth of it, but it's just I it, it was probably true at one point, and then they probably get they gotten a whole lot of backlash for it. I
1: I, ho- I wonder if they have like names like that for frequent buyers for other fast food places.
0: I mean, I worked at you know Papa John's for a long time, and we just called them regulars.
1: Uh, that's fair. I just kind of hope that they don't have one at like Taco Bell because I do eat there a gross amount. <laughs>
0: yeah same
1: (laughs) it's like disgusting how much i eat there (laughs) but it's so good it's all the same shit just in a different packaging
0: oh it's the same five ingredients
1: but i love it so much and i don't understand why
0: so uh if you're listening taco bell uh we we wouldn't mind a sponsorship oh god wink wink nudge nudge
1: gordita (laughs) <laughs> I wonder if that's what they call their frequent <laughs> Gorditas. Gorditas. It does mean fat.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's let's do a Segu.
1: Open up a can of sago over here. We're getting back into the podcast.
0: So let's get back into the podcast and we're gonna hand it over to Z. Who again, through her internet magic, has come up with another good story for you guys to hear. Yes. For and us to discuss.
1: I've delved into Paranormal Meets True Crime again. I love finding these, by the Ooh. way. That's my favorite. <laughs> these are
0: good stories. These are always good stories, so I'm excited.
1: Awesome. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited. Do, 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 do. Where's
0: where's my bucket of water?
1: <laughs> Just pull the lever.
0: Oh yeah. Just giving her ideas for the animation.
1: <laughs> Pull the lever, crunk. lever. <laughs> <laughs> Spiders. <laughs>
0: no. No. no, don't make me remember that.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, my case is the Lead Masks case. Have you guys heard of this at the all? The Lead Masks? Yep. No. It's a cool name, right?
3: It's a, It's an awesome name. It doesn't sound like UFOs, though. It tickles something in my brain. Like, I've heard of it.
1: spiders in your brain. So, on Wednesday, August 17th, 1966, at 9 a.m. And, okay, I'm going to have to preface this real quick. The majority of all of these names are in Portuguese? I'm Mexican, so I can kind of pronounce some of these, but I apologize profusely that I'm probably going to get the majority of these wrong. My mouth does not work that way sometimes. (laughs) But... Okay, so, no. Anyway. (laughs) Leave it alone. Wait for it? (laughs) Leave it alone. Wait for it? On Wednesday, August 17th, 1966, at 9 a.m., Miguel Viana, 34, and Manuel da Cruz, uh, 32, left by bus from Campos to Niteroi in Brazil. Sorry, again, for these names. There's a lot of them. <laughs> so both men worked in the electronics industry and had young families and were seemingly well-regarded in their hometown. They told their families they were off to Sao Paulo to buy electronic equipment and a car. They had in their possession around 3 million cruzeiros, which equates to approximately about $285.21 in today's USD monies.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, that...
3: That exchange rate is is terrible.
1: I know, right? That's wow. a whole lot of
3: <laughs> that's a whole lot of inflation.
1: For only it was like 200... three three million? Uh yeah, three million.
0: And it's two hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, two hundred and eighty five dollars okay. and twenty-one cents.
0: So like roughly three hundred bucks. hmm Wow.
1: hmm <laughs> And they were meant to buy like electronic equipment and a car. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I wish I could find a car for less than $200. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they arrived at uh, Niteroi at around 2 p.m., brought two identical raincoats as it was raining and stopped by a bar to buy a bottle of water. At around 3.15 p.m., they set off up to the Moro do Vintem. At 5 p.m., a boy saw them sitting up on the hill The boy returned the next day and saw them lying on the ground, thinking they were asleep. He kind of left without bothering them, um, not thinking too much of it. On Saturday, August 20th, the same boy went up the hill to hunt birds and found the bodies. Their bodies were found wearing neat suits, brand new raincoats, and lead eye masks were found near their heads.
0: Lead eye masks?
1: Yeah, so think... Kind of like tani- tanning bed eye masks where they don't have the sides and they just have the oh, it's the just little,
0: a little circle with the bridge.
1: Yeah, just like lead masks just for their eyes. Okay. Yes. Super, super strange. So
0: no radiation in your eyeballs, but your body's toast?
1: Pretty much, yeah. That's it's essentially where everyone was going with it. They thought that they had them for some sort of radiation purposes, oh, but wow. it, it okay, didn't no, make just... sense that it was just their eyes. So they laid side by side on a bed of fresh cut leaves. They were both on their backs with their hands leisurely behind their heads. They also had um a couple damp towels nearby. Okay. Yeah.
3: The, <laughs> oddly specific.
0: They were they just came from the beach from with their suits.
1: Yeah, none of this is making sense because they're in like nice suits and raincoats with lead eye masks and towels.
0: And they're laying in a repose.
1: Yeah, pretty much. They're just kind of like, ah, just just hanging out. We're just
0: chilling. (laughs) Just came back (laughs) from the beach. Just spent three million. Decided
1: to tan with my lead (laughs) eyepieces. All right,
0: okay, keep going. (laughs) Let's get into the meat.
1: The authorities also found notes on them. Mostly, the notes kind of comprised of like electronic serial numbers and such but a couple stood out. So, okay, so the note said Sunday, one capsule after lunch. Wednesday, one capsule at bedtime. And another note mentioned be at the place arranged at 16:30. Take capsules at 18:30. After feeling the effects, protect half the face with lead masks, await the agreed signal.
2: Okay. What
0: the fuck? Wait, but I'm sitting here going, it's like, take capsule this time, take capsule this time. And all I could think of was cyanide pills.
1: Yeah, see, and that's another, we'll, we'll get into that.
0: Oh, we'll okay. Get into that. Here I'm sorry, ahead. I'm jumping the gun here because like, I'm just like, oh, that just sounds like instructions on suicide.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were, like, it, it would seem that they were taking capsules over the course of a little while, and then they were meant to take a specific capsule before all of this happened.
0: Oh, okay, so yeah, suicide. Um, Take the cyanide. Yeah, <laughs> that—that's what's in the blue pill, cyanide.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> we can't have you out there knowing what you know. Sorry, Neo.
1: I guess later on, a few days later, when they had actually looked into the case a little bit more, they actually found out that the handwriting of the notes didn't belong to either of the deceased men. Okay, so it was probably written down by someone else.
0: Interesting, Men in Black.
1: You know, all of this sounds very suspect. Like super secret and they were killed for some reason to hide something that's what it kind of sounds like
0: yeah, just a bit
1: to top things off the duo was also missing a large amount of the cash despite not having enough time to buy anything else so they still had some cash on them right but they were missing a large portion of it the only things that they bought though were the raincoat and the bottle of water, and they didn't have enough time after that to go buy any of the electronics, and they couldn't find any electronics within the vicinity. So that led a lot of people to believe that they were um, robbed and killed for some reason, but it didn't really make too much sense to me that that would have been what happened when they still had cash on them. Right. Like, why would they not take all of it?
3: Yeah, exactly. He took it, robbed, and... And, and not
0: take all the money. Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially like, with Because there was no sign of violence at all on the bodies.
0: Well, they're laying with their hands behind their heads like they're tanning on the beach.
1: Exactly. So it wouldn't make sense if they did get poisoned somehow or something like that, um, that someone would only take part of the money when they had to have plenty of time to take all of it. Yeah. Despite people speculating that they might have been robbed, there was really no evidence to corroborate that just because there was no evidence of violence. And even as far as the theories of it being an overdose because of the capsules, they didn't find anything in their, their toxicology report that would look like poison. But to be fair, at the point when they actually did the autopsy, the bodies were so badly decomposed, they couldn't really find much. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so there, there could have possibly been some sort of poison in their system and they just couldn't find it. So the Jornal do Brasil on August 25th stated that um a woman by the name of Senhora Gracinda Barbosa Cotinho da Sousa <laughs> i believe uh, which is her full name and title i guess she's a a lady in their society Um, reported that she had been driving with her two children and had spotted a strange object flying over the Moro do Vintem on the night of August 17th.
0: There's the UFO part. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay, so strange object, eye masks of lead, Mm -hmm. unknown death. Yep. And Um, weird amounts of money.
1: Missing, yes.
0: (laughs) Missing and on them.
1: yes. So, I guess she said that it was an oval-shaped object of an orange color with an outline of fire around its edges, shooting rays in all directions. She watched it for about three or four minutes before running home to tell her husband what she witnessed. I I love that, by the way, that she just kind of like sat and like chilled and was like, what is that? Before running home and being like, honey, you'll never guess what I just saw. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's,
3: it's surprising how captivated you get when you're seeing something strange like that
1: because you're trying to make sense of it it's that whole like your brain tries to turn shadows into something that you recognize or
0: um like the the legend of the native tribes who'd never seen a three mass ship not being able to see the three mass ships coming in to the americas because they they couldn't visually process it because they'd never had anything inside of that experience, so they had no relation to it so they their brains just essentially blocked it out
3: huh yeah I've, I've heard that before
1: well, I guess that's true because I know my um one of my family members she has trouble uh with reading mm-hmm. there's certain letters that she just cannot see like her brain just does not process them yeah. so she had to, like Work really hard in order to learn how to read because there's just some letters she just, like her brain just skips over it. Wow. Super weird. But yeah, after telling her husband what she witnessed, shortly thereafter, the news broke that the bodies were found. Da Salsa reported it to the police for her. So her husband. Right. Um, after the story ran, many other people started to call in to report that they also saw the bizarre object, but had been too afraid to come forward because they thought they were crazy for uh, seeing a UFO. <laughs>
0: typically, that is the response. Like, am
1: I seeing that
0: or is that in my head? And somebody's like, I saw that. And what well, just happened last episode with uh, the hat man. Uh-huh. It was like, I didn't quite remember it until you started describing him. And I'm like...
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That thing I never talked about that
3: made me scared of my closet. Repressed memories. Yeah. I have a lot of those.
1: <laughs> and repressed. <laughs> but yeah, I guess a lot of people came forward, and it was mostly just because she was someone of kind of Dominance. higher society. Yeah. Like she was a very prominent, well respected woman in that particular area. And so when she came out and was like reporting that she had seen something, it suddenly became me okay. Too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: <laughs> huh. All right. So after all these things were widely reported, a lot of the newspapers started running tons and tons and tons of articles. The majority of the information that I got here was from a specific article written in a UFO newspaper. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they went Those through exist, and yes. they quoted a lot of the original Source material from the newspapers in the area, I couldn't find anything of the actual newspapers in the area though, which made me a little annoyed, but
0: well they'd be in Portuguese and you wouldn't have too much luck reading them
1: Google Translate
0: yeah, fair yeah. Mm. it does give you the general idea
1: but um after all this, I guess they spoke the press spoke to Elicio Gomez. Um, who was a friend of the two deceased men and told the Jornal do Brasil on August 27th that Miguel and Manuel were spiritual scientists attending seances regularly. And they had a lot of books and things like that within, uh, I think it was Miguel's workshop about spiritual science. There was a lot of bookmarks in there that talked about bright lights and
0: Wait, bookmarks
1: yeah like he had went through and like bookmarked sections of each oh, of okay. the spiritual so, scientist oh. books that talked about bright lights and a um, lot explosions there was a, a ton of stuff like that that he okay. had bookmarked in there but i guess he told the press that the pair were on a mission to communicate with beings on mars and collaborated with many electronic experiments oh, okay. um, the two of them Um, He also mentioned that on June 13th at Atafona Beach, Gomez and others were invited by Manuel and Miguel to join them. Shortly after they arrived, an intensely luminescent object came down over the shore. It then began to rise and with a blinding flash, loud explosion, it rocked the nearby city and the object fell into the sea
0: okay
1: yeah and i guess they actually spoke to fishermen in the nearby area that corroborated the story
0: Uh, okay so it was not that's one thing that i really really like with stories is if there's corroboration from an outside source
1: yes exactly i guess they talked to the local fishermen in the area and they were like yeah totes happened definitely saw something weird fall into the ocean all right yep
0: (laughs) and the fishermen don't give a fuck nope
1: Yes, exactly. Like, they're just like, yeah. I guess I saw it. Whatever.
0: Like, hey, the weird hey. shit happens I was in like, the hey, sea. Man, did you see that? Okay, yeah, but we saw it. I just want to make sure I was the only one who saw it. Yeah, you saw it too. Okay, yeah, we saw it.
3: <laughs> we good.
0: It's like most fishermen I've ever met.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially much, yeah.
3: commercial. Ooh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd also like to mention too that I guess they're they also found fragments of the type of lead that was used for their glasses in um, Miguel's workshop. Oh,
0: so they made them.
1: Yeah, so they, they made them themselves, it would seem.
0: I mm. got a, They must have used their electronics to get onto a real weird frequency.
1: Yeah, especially since they were running random experiments and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, according to Gomez, that's what they were doing, was trying to communicate with beings on Mars, which kind of... It When I read that, it made me think back to what um Sonora said about the the object being like ringed in fire because Mars is supposed to be like super hot, and okay, yeah. yeah, like I thought that was super interesting to kind of make the connection of it being really, really hot on Mars and there being like a ring of fire around this particular flying object, so it's about to get even more weird, which. You know, I'm sure that neither of you thought that that could happen. All right.
0: (laughs) I was hoping for it. Hold on. I have to to get get prepared.
1: Breathe. Strap yourselves in. Hold on tight. Okay. Hit me. So, the mystery was deepened when it was found out that in 1962, so several years before this happened in 66... A TV technician named Hermes was found dead on the top of Maro do um, Cruzeiro near Neves with a lead mask laying nearby his body.
0: Hmm. Oh, my word.
1: Yep. So it happened before. Um, I guess there was a in in the article, it said, quote unquote, professor of yoga.
0: (laughs) Moving on. That Moving on. <laughs> s- that suggested
1: that the men may have been trying to do a telepathic experiment with high-frequency thought waves, which could be stepped up with alkaloids, so with LSD or mescaline. So he's thinking that maybe that's what they were using the capsules for, to kind of heighten their awareness. awareness and be able to get on a different frequency. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where the case ends oh. nothing was ever solved it's still an unsolved case they could never figure out what exactly happened to the men how the men actually died um and why in the world they were out on this hill with lead masks and suits
3: it sounds like heaven's gate cult Kinda, yeah. yeah 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 um cuz they actually they actually killed themselves with ketamine right which is a hallucinogen
1: Don't drink the Kool Aid, folks. Uh,
3: And they had the masks over their head and the and and all that. Uh, They were thinking it. What were they thinking? It was a a UFO hiding in the one of the tails of Hail Bop, or oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
1: They they had to leave their mortal body in order to transcend
0: transcend and get aboard the spaceship that was going to carry them onto heaven.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's
3: it, it. It has a little bit of a reminiscence to that, with kind of yeah. That
1: they maybe they poison themselves in order to to be taken onto this ship Take me with
0: you. Well, uh, but on the other hand, I'm also sitting here. I'm trying to put into the why the lead eye shields.
1: Yeah, is it. I mean,
0: well, because well, here's here's what I'm I'm thinking. Because when you start getting into higher frequency wave sources, there is radiation that's associated with that. Now, there are certain drugs that you can take to help stave off radiation poisoning. But the one thing that isn't affected by a lot of those treatments are your eyes. Yeah. So if they were working with like... Radioactive materials. Radioactive materials or through their research, they found that they can take these specific drugs and then they could help prolong their exposure to higher frequency waves. But then they also noted that... You know, your eyes aren't safe from radiation poisoning. So that's why they made those masks in order to save their eyeballs.
1: That would make sense. I mean, there were theories that were thrown around that thought that they were maybe um, handling and or smuggling radioactive material. It doesn't
0: even have to be radioactive because, again, since you said they were working with uh, high, high frequency radio waves.
1: That's true. I guess So that's
0: those true. actually do get radioactive. I mean, that's actually how uh, microwaving was
2: discovered
1: well one thing I should mention is that they didn't find any evidence of radioactive material in the area yeah so so they actually did test for that when they found the lead eye masks and I guess there there was no trace of radioactivity
0: yeah, so that leads me back into the high frequency electromagnetic waves um so yeah because again like that's how ra- uh, microwaving was discovered because they had the radar operator had his chocolate bar sitting next to this console but because of the frequency waves that the radar at the time produced it was at a an infrared level yeah. so it created enough to melt the chocolate bar and that's how they ended up discovering and developing r- microwaves
2: mm-hmm.
1: so and that does that give off radioactive One, isotopes it though
3: it isn't radioactive so much as it is it, it can it just it'll vibrate the molecules in the in a structure of something that has water in it mm-hmm. and will cook you from the inside out and your eyeballs are like 90% water.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. And so, so it might have oh, higher. Oh, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. I hadn't actually read anything that anyone had talked about.
0: Okay. Well, and also as as you, like that. as you get into higher and higher frequencies, it actually becomes more pronounced and can become radioactive.
3: Once you get up into like x-ray and... Because yeah,
0: obviously x-rays are a form of radiation.
1: That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, so, I, I hadn't thought about that if that's the case obviously um i haven't done any research into that at all so yeah. uh,
0: this, this is my take, two cents on this i'm
1: taking your word for it at this point
0: and well cam's over here got got my back
1: yeah <laughs> You're like, yeah yeah so i mean yeah <laughs> so here, here. it's just yeah that's, that's
0: that's what i'm thinking is that they made those because they they've read they read up and their research and trying to do these high wave experiments that their eyeballs were really susceptible so when they were trying to do those experiments and if they were wearing their suits, it's probably because if they did make contact with the Martians, they wanted to look their best.
1: True. Well, that begs the question, did they actually make contact or not?
0: That does beg the question. And as Cam would say. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's what he <laughs> would say.
0: And since it's always aliens. <laughs> um, yeah. So and again, like there's also reports and, you know, if. You guys, listeners, I I don't remember the specifics and where where these were found, but they've there are studies done to find that high radio frequency waves can cause hallucination. Mm-hmm.
3: Hmm. The static on your radio, under certain conditions, can cause uh, can cause audio and visual hallucinations.
0: Yeah. Huh. So they if they were again experimenting with those high wave radio frequencies. Then what they actually might have accidentally done is cause a situation of mass hallucination.
1: So, like, since she was driving in the area, the senora,
0: it, yeah, the senora um, was driving in the area, so it ended up. It she might have gotten affected by it, causing, and I think it has something to do with the relation of the inner ear mm-hmm. and how those frequencies vibrate the inner ear to create a hallucinatory mm-hmm. effect, or it there was that hypothesis, and I think there was one on the optic nerve. Either way, mm-hmm. but it can cause brief hallucination huh. and so since i mean for me i the being surrounded by a ring of fire is a suspect type of ufo like i it's being surrounded by light yeah that that's common but like specifically fire
1: well it could have been just you were seeing the orange color and that's how she described it Yeah, that's possible um because
3: sometimes you're just you're limited by how you can describe something True. It 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 could just be the closest thing to it, and you start getting into you know electromagnetic frequencies and plasmas and fires and
1: and it wouldn't make sense too that a lot of people would have seen the exact same thing.
0: But there are again, ref- I I have to play the skeptic here, so uh, it just for me it's there's a lot of cases of mass hallucination repeat actually experiencing the same hallucination and being in the high radio frequency waves can trigger hallucination. So if there was, I mean, for all it could have been, it could have been somebody's red balloon that got free. And because of the high wave frequencies hitting them in that specific way, causing a mass hallucination of a very similar structure, because that's what they were all focused on when the hallucination started.
1: maybe it just seems strange to me that they would all see the same thing but then again it could have been people just jumping on the bandwagon that's what i that's where i was gonna go with it um i mean it's always hard to tell when it's you know a person just being like oh i totally saw this it's like okay well did you actually or are you just saying that so that you can be one of the people that saw it
3: yeah that's usually what happens when it's Mm -hmm. a, a, a sighting like a mass sighting like that especially if somebody you know, of status and popularity comes out and says, yeah, well, I saw this. A bunch of people are going to want to be like that person and just. Yeah, yeah I did
1: too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. You guys. Pick me.
3: All right. Well, yeah. That Okay. That's
0: a really entertaining story. Yeah. Fun super, to think about. Super,
1: super crazy. Real weird. I've been literally thinking about it all day. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> she what? was excited to tell you. But where? All of you. But how? Super crazy. But why um, though? <laughs> stuff, but and why though. <laughs> stuff and things um okay well i guess since that part's wrapped up we can do our true crime headline real quick
0: all right so now it is time for our true crime headline
1: our true crime headline is insomnia leads woman to her second lottery jackpot
0: wait what my insomnia doesn't ever do anything good for me what
1: <laughs> what this is so unfair, I know. <laughs>
0: this, this is bullshit.
1: That's what I am calling bullshit. <laughs> You're about to get more jealous. Oh, so, God. Uh, a woman in Maryland used the numbers from the last time she looked at the clock before she fell asleep as lotto ticket numbers, which was 11.56 p.m. She won twice using this method. So unfair.
3: <laughs> I hate stories of somebody winning the lottery twice.
0: I am... Unbelievably enraged at this story. It's
1: bringing a little heat back to the podcast for a oh. second.
0: Oh, oh. All I've ever gotten is bad coping habits and a
1: and sleep paralysis. Cir-
0: <laughs> sleep paralysis and circles under my eyes. I didn't win a freaking lotto.
1: Maybe you should start writing down the times you fall asleep, like right before you fall asleep, so that way you can play the lotto numbers.
0: Maybe. Who knows? It'll be my my secret to success. There you go.
1: By the way, falling asleep at 11.56pm is like totally not that bad.
0: No. (laughs) I'm like, half the time I would kill to fall asleep before midnight. (laughs) All right. so moving on from this incredibly personally infuriating true crime headline. We're gonna turn it over to Cam and what he's brought for us today. I brought... My own encounters with UFOs, personal. Your own. My own. (laughs) All right, we have apparently personal. No wonder why he wanted to be on this particular episode. Nice.
1: Case of true. My brain stopped working. Yeah, like I'm just gonna stop there.
3: Case of true.
1: It is a case of true.
3: Lean in,
0: just lean
3: in. (laughs) Let's do this. Okay, so. I want to talk about this one I saw in Albuquerque. I call it The Flares. Um, I was... uh, I must have been around... I want to say around 16. Okay. Because, uh, let's see. Wait. Hurricane Katrina happened in 2005. Yes. So I was 15. Okay, so you were 15. I was 15.
1: No oh, baby cam. Yeah,
3: the reason I know this is because a, a friend of mine had moved into the neighborhood who had been displaced by Katrina. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, gotcha. And that's how we got to know her. We we got to know her over the whole summer that I was at my mom's that year. It was a couple of months, so we got to be pretty good friends. Well, on my last night there that year, she and my brothers and I were walking up this main street, headed back towards my mom's house, which is just you know two blocks down, same trailer park. When we look up and see lights. Shooting up off of the top of the mountains, off in the distance in the darkness. It's about 11 o'clock, maybe midnight. So it's pretty dark. And they're these dazzling lights that were kind of like like little bitty welder's arcs. Just real bright. They were a, a solid light. They didn't flicker. They didn't really flash or anything. It's about 10, a dozen of them. And they all kind of float up into a a general area above the mountains and start to kind of fly in their own formation.
0: So they they didn't die out at all. They just No.
3: Yeah, they 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 shot straight up from a single point and kind of went off either to the left or to the right, spread out, hung out in the air and all started moving on their own, like or moving like they had become a larger cohesive unit.
0: Okay, so they were moving together but in their own unique pattern.
3: Right. Well, they were, they were all moving in the same pattern in their <coughs> oh, own okay. spot in the sky. It, it, yeah, it, it was like something reached out and grabbed it. And it was like, just like waving it around like a, a giant, like. Alien glow, hand. Yeah, alien glow stick or something.
1: I just like, I, my mind went immediately to like Raver Kids with the glow gloves. Sort of. Oh, yeah. wow.
3: Sort of. Yeah, like, that's actually okay. a pretty good analogy. Like, individual fingers, and then it was just kind of like...
1: Yeah, just doing, like, the little, you know, you have okay. an invisible ball in your hands.
3: <laughs> and then they, they coalesced into, into the middle, all became one separate light, and then they shot out at all different directions and faded off into the distance.
0: Wow. I say that a lot in this show. It's it's a wow show. It's-
1: right? So much wow. Much wow. wow.
3: But yeah, that, okay. That's cray. That's a crazy story. To this day, I can ask that friend if if she remembers what we saw and she'll freak out. Okay.
0: Uh, I was going to ask about, you know, what were your friend's reactions and your brother's reactions?
3: Yeah. We just kind of stood there stunned for a while. My brothers talk about it all the time. It was one of their, their favorite sightings.
2: Yeah.
1: At least they still remember. I think it's creepier when someone remembers at first and so then over time they're like that never happened.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, it's always
1: like super weird when suddenly someone doesn't remember something or insists that they don't.
0: Well, yeah, but we're we're also, you know, we are a species in denial.
1: In some ways, yeah.
0: In a lot of ways. Anytime you you get into the less explainable portion of human observation, we're just a species of denial. No, no, it was this way. It will always be this way. I'm not listening to you. La, la, la,
1: la, 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 la. It all goes back to Egypt. Denial, denial, denial.
0: Let's not bring an Egypt into this. (laughs) That's another rant.
1: (laughs) You know my joke was good, though. (laughs) True.
0: (laughs) Huh. Are you seeing pyramids? We getting wet around the feet, any of
3: that? Because you're standing knee-deep in denial, my son. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The next one I'm going to tell, I'm telling it because not only did one of my brothers and I see this as our own case, my dad saw it several years before. Okay, it's a repeat case. Yeah, it's a repeat case, or at least it's a, a very similar case.
0: All right, where's I now figured out why we're having all our technical difficulties. You're the alien. Shoosh.
3: <laughs> Curses! drats You figured it out again. <laughs> <laughs> disappears and run out the window.
1: <laughs> so I just—I got the smoke bomb. Just smoke bomb. <laughs>
3: that was supposed to last longer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're only halfway out the window.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you? What are you doing?
1: <laughs> Damn it! You saw nothing.
3: <laughs> okay, so this thing. Uh, it was me and my brother Bry. Uh, We, we stepped outside. Uh, This was back when I still smoked. I was about 21. Uh, He was around 18. I know these ages because uh, his twin was in the hospital for a kidney transplant.
0: Oh, wait, these are the twins from our first episode that had to be leashed. Yeah,
3: exactly. We're just, we're standing out there chit chatting. I finished my cigarette. We're looking at the stars. And we're both looking in generally the same direction because of the way, because of where we're standing. There's trees behind us. You can't look behind us. So we're looking out, up over the house. And out of the corner of my eye, I just see this. It just looked like a wrinkle in the sky. Triangular shaped, um, large. It was kind of hard to tell because, you know, things in your periphery don't really register. You just notice them because you notice movement in your periphery yeah. a lot easier than you do... Details. Yeah. So, we, I see it and I go to look at it. And at the same time, I see my brother look at the exact same spot in the sky. And we both look at each other with horror in our eyes and go, did you fucking see that? We had both seen it. And it was just... It was strange. It, it was just an instant of... I I I call it the predator, because it reminds you it oh, the effect, of the shimmer.
0: Right, the which, clo the
3: the cloaking, cloaking effect.
0: effect. Yeah, thank thank you. I couldn't come up with the word.
3: My dad saw it probably about ten years earlier at another house in the same town. We were both we were still in Louisiana, and when he saw it, like he saw the thing like move in his detailed vision. Okay, but it was still just like an instant, long enough to notice something was wrong and. All of a sudden, it's gone,
0: and just passing through,
3: yeah, just passing through
0: I'm like sorry i'm I'm gonna warp your space for a second
3: just a just a tiny touch of dimensional shifting
0: as it passes through on its way, okay, that actually makes me think of exactly why sometimes I have a hard time believing in like alien abductions and u f o stuff because I've always considered the planet Earth to be like the Mississippi of the galaxy
3: it. That makes sense.
0: Like, was like, no, 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 no! Don't go to that planet. They're all crazy down there. You just roll up your windows and pray you don't run out of gas.
3: <laughs> You'll get Roswell.
0: Like, <laughs> like, don't, don't go down there. Do not go down there. They're all assholes and crazy. We're the species that's out on the porch with the cob pipe and the shotgun, playing our band. You're going ding, 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 ding. And you're just like, oh, this is some delivering shit up in here. Just go, move. You Next get up planet. You off my property, boy. Next planet. Just keep moving.
1: <laughs> don't make direct eye contact.
0: Just don't look. Don't look. They'll see you. Don't look. That's how I, I, I see, like, this planet to, like, the, the rest of, like, any spacefaring thing.
3: I, I like it. I, I believe it, that humans are dangerous and crazy and we like to kill and cook and eat things
0: uh there was this really funny um tumblr stream like where a strumbler post that had just gone on about why humans are actually terrifying
3: yeah i, I remember reading that one how we in, do things like ingest poison for fun
0: we ingest thing poison for fun and we're endurance hunters yeah we literally run our prey to death yeah like we don't chase them, we don't sprint. We we can walk forever. And so we basically like terrify our prey and they basically wear themselves out while we're just quietly walking after them.
3: It's basically why we adapted so well together with wolves because they hunt the same way.
0: Yeah. Huh. Cuz we're both endurance predators. It's so, like human beings are actually scary when you break us down like into the things we do.
3: I've actually had an idea of of a story that I've wanted to write forever, I just don't know how to do it. Of an alien crash landing on Earth and encountering ancient man, as <laughs> these alien creatures that are just you know predators, they basically just want to hunt him down and eat him. Yeah,
0: hmm, could be tasty. Rar, pretty much. <laughs> Crow Magnum for the win. Like, and again, like oh, here, here's another Matrix ref- Matrix reference. Um. I actually really enjoyed agent Smith's description of humanity as a plague or a virus. We go to one place and just start populating, populating, populating. When a population hits a critical mass, we explode out and then form new colonies and start populating and populating and yeah. populating.
3: Until the host dies and
0: we move on. Yeah. We're
1: exactly s- why Thanos snapped his fingers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're supposed to have a symbiotic relationship with our planet, not a parasitic relationship with our planet. Right.
1: Yeah, we should really you should say that a lot louder for those in the back.
0: Oh, yeah. We should have a <laughs> symbiotic relationship with our planet, not a parasitic relationship with our planet.
1: A fucking man
0: yeah so anywho's, that's why they skipped the fuck over us yeah so wow yeah those are some firsthand crazy stories about
2: those
0: UFOs. are like
1: super amazing thank you cam yeah. Yeah,
3: you're welcome well, yeah i can't i could share
0: glad you glad you dug this friend up for our podcast holy crap
1: yeah no i just had a hunt through the bushes, and then I pulled Cam out and been like, hey, you have UFO stories, right? All right, you're coming on the podcast.
0: (laughs) Pick him up, dust him off. Dusty. Wait, no, that's Dusty. Never mind. (laughs) 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 Oh, terrible joke. Sorry, Dusty. All right. And yeah, so I guess that is our episode again.
1: Yeah. Thanks, guys, so much for joining us yet again. Hopefully you guys enjoyed and will continue to listen and don't hate us yet.
0: Yeah, hopefully you guys have made it this far. And again, if you've made it this far, do consider supporting us on our social media. Yeah. Drop some likes, do some reviews. Those do really help us out.
1: Yes, especially reviews, guys. Those help tremendously on iTunes, Five Star Review, and You know, leave just like a a quick review about what you guys think. If you guys like us, please consider doing that. If um, you think we have some improvement, feel free to drop us an email at theotterlimits.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and, you know, keep improving this podcast. Also, too, while you're sending that email, if you have any personal stories or like weird paranormal, true crime related or something that you thought was paranormal that turned out to be something totally mundane and <laughs> yeah
2: send
0: that also as well again at gmail at gmail.com yeah. also you can find us at the dot and all of our social media is also the otter limits yep. surprise surprise we like yeah. to keep things simple around here
1: Yep. Yeah, super easy simple to the point <laughs> but yeah thanks again so much for coming in guys
0: and once again another thank you to cam for taking some time out to tell all those stories for us.
3: Yeah. Thanks again for having me. All right. Yay.
0: Yay. All right. Well, we will catch you later. You little monsters.
1: We'll see you on the Otter side.
0: This has been a transmission from the Otter Limits. Do not forget to like, comment, subscribe, or review for more tales of suspense. Long ago, there were three pigs, little handsome piggy wigs. The big buddy, big buddy, but... well, Where the fuck to... is LeVar Burton?